This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is 5 Seconds to Launch. So if you're a new listener, it's probably going to be a little bit of a secret to you, but those of you that have followed my journey for quite some time realize that I'm an avid reader. I enjoy tearing through a book that makes me expand my mindset once a week. So literally, I finish one book a week. And in the book I'm reading now, which I'll eventually review in a further episode, there's a section that starts talking about a five-second rule. And I know the five-second rule as a young young child, and even in my adult years, as if something falls on the floor, you have five seconds to pick it up, blow it off, and then eat it. Because within five seconds, there's no way that germs and bad things could ever get onto that piece of you know food or th- things you want to put in your mouth. So five seconds is all you need to make sure that you're safe. Well, that's not exactly what this author is talking about. And what he ends up describing is something that makes a tremendous amount of sense to me that has perfect application in other parts of my life. So what he goes on to say in this book is the fact of anything, your mind, your what we call lizard mind, or they call, uh, psychologists call lizard mind. Lizard mind is the mind that potentially is part of your body that has been derived through years of evolution that goes way back to our early ancestors. So it's, it's the one that's not as evolved as the current contextual forefront of your mind that operates now. So this lizard brain of yours, the lizard mind, will talk you out of doing things in order to protect you because all that part of your brain really knows is fight or flight. So imagine, and I am not one of these people, but imagine you decide you want to go skydiving and you ride up in the plane and you're all excited and you got the parachute on, you got your instructor there and the plane starts ascending and then it's time to jump out of the plane and that door opens and you'll notice at least from the videos that I've seen, because I am not a skydiver, that the first skydives that people go on, typically, they have you lined up next to the door. You're not across the door, you're next to it. They slide open the door, the instructor grabs you, and it's three, two, one, off you go. The reason for that is if you are given the opportunity for more than five seconds to talk yourself out of doing something, you are going to figure out a way to talk yourself out of doing it. For me, I hate heights, so it doesn't even take me five seconds. I look at a ladder and my hands start getting sweaty. I'm sitting here in my studio right now and I started talking about heights. And if I, if I could show you a little bit, my palms are sweating right now based off talking about heights is how crippling my fear is. So obviously with that being said, I know I need to tackle it. I know I have to run head on into it. But for right now, we'll just say that I can't. Can't's one of those things. I also don't believe in that word, so I fucked this episode all up at this moment because can't doesn't really exist. I'm, I've chosen not to at this point to go tackle this head on. So I built this story that I can't, you know, handle heights and that my palms get sweaty, and eventually I'm gonna have to conquer that. But as it sits now, in that five second window, if you can reprogram your mind to just take action, your lizard brain will not have taken over the primary thought process that goes on in your mind. So the door slides open, your instructor grabs you and counts down from three. So in your mind, it's only been three or four seconds and you don't have a choice. You're out of the plane. So in every movie and every cartoon that's ever been, you see the last person jump out of the plane is the one that's holding onto both doors, petrified because they've had too long to sit there and think about all the things that could go wrong before they jump out of the plane. Their mind has gotten the best of them. So I start looking about my life and where that's applicable. Because there's plenty of places. This podcast is the first part that comes to mind for me. And it comes to mind because there's this unique thing in podcasting. You know, I set out for this podcast and I had no idea what it would be. I was using it for a method of accountability. That I meditate every morning. When I get done meditating, I journal. And when I journal things, I knew that if I committed a podcast in this little studio that we built in our office, 
that I would at least ensure that I would journal every day. Well, I don't really need that because now I understand that when I commit to something, my commitment is all that I have. And so I honor my commitment and forward I go. So very quickly after the first 10 episodes, if you go back and listen to the first one through 10, you're going to hear it's a lot more canned because I'm literally reading notes on my computer as I'm going through the episode. Well, I've stopped all that stuff. I don't believe that's the way this should really be. What I do now is as I meditate and I come up with things and ideas flash through my mind, I make a quick note on my phone of just a subject line and then I just go with it. Much like this five seconds to launch. There's nothing more in my phone other than the five seconds. But when you start down the podcast route, when I started on the podcast route, what had happened was I was just fucking nervous. Like I was nervous I was going to be judged. And not a little judged, like sitting in my house, rocking back and forth in the chair in my home office, unsure if I should take the microphone out of my home office and bring it to my main office. Because if there's no microphone at the main office, I can't really be held accountable to actually podcast. It might surprise you, but that's part of how this works. I have to actually have a microphone here in order for me to project my sound into your speakers. This is crazy to me now. But back then, it wasn't crazy at all. So here I am petrified. Like, What are people going to say about me? What if nobody listens? What if nobody hears my message? What if the people that do hear it don't like it and make fun of me? What if this exposes vulnerabilities that I'm not comfortable having? And then it clicks. That's the answer. That's the answer for me. When it's time to launch the podcast, when I start recording these episodes, I have to be ridiculously vulnerable. I have to share all this stuff that I'm hoping that nobody ever hears about. I have to do, share all this stuff and all the lessons I've learned that are painful and miserable. I have to share the fact of having four girlfriends at the same time and having them meet on my front lawn. I have to share the fact of abusing anabolic steroids. I have to share the fact of running companies in the ground. I have to share the fact of having cars repossessed. I have to share the fact of not having good friendships, not being close with my parents. I mean, the list is long and deep and not enjoyable. But it comes to me earlier that this is what this podcast is going to have to be about. So I grab the microphone from my house and the boom stand that it sits on and the lighting and all this fancy stuff that I bought. Because for me, that's the fun part. Like hopping on Amazon, imagining all the great stuff that could be, and then buying phenomenal equipment that is way above what I needed at the time to go, to create, to produce. And it's been at my house at this point for three months, maybe four. I had it set up at my home office and kept coming up with bullshit stories as to why I couldn't start a podcast. So I built out the office, the office is built, and the microphone's here. You know, it takes some time for us to get the sound deadening stuff put in the walls, and we actually built this podcasting room, this 16 by 16 room that you see, we built it with our own hands. So the 3H drywall, and the double thick insulation with sound deadening material in it, and the carpet that's on the floor, and the drop ceiling that's here. This was primarily Miles that built most of this. I mean, Miles was the most incredibly handyman possible. I learned most of it from his father, Tim, but... And for those of you that don't know the, the reference to Miles, Miles is my best friend that passed away March 3rd uh, from a heroin overdose. Relapsed after two and a half years of sobriety. Started down that path based off of being put on a lot of drip in high school. And was a bumpy, really 11 years for him until he passed away. So all this place is built by hand. And as it's built and finished, and it's still 95% completed, I'm actually staring at a door right now that doesn't have a frame around it. It's wild. Everything else is done other than that and a little bit of base trim. That's because Miles said he was going to do it, and I've been too lazy to finish it, so here we sit. But the microphone sat on the floor for a long time, and the boom stand, and the lights that project onto me so I look halfway decent and not like a ghost on our YouTube channel. They were just sitting in here. 
And so I finally screw in the boom stand. And it's on the bottom of this metal desk that's in here in the office that I sit behind and speak on. And hook it all up and plug it into my computer. Then I start telling myself the story that I don't know how in the world I'm going to produce this. I don't know how to do this. Bullshit. I looked at YouTube. I have enough of an idea how to produce a podcast. It might not be the quality that you guys hear every day because I have a phenomenal team around me, but I still could have done it then. So I finally hook everything up. Finally have everything synchronized. Start talking to the team that's present then at that moment about the podcast. And they encourage me. I say, yeah, man, absolutely. You should do it. You should do it. And so finally I get up the courage to share my first episode. Don't even remember what the first episode is. Inside Secret, I hate the way my voice sounds so much. I've never went back and listened to one of the episodes. When my team, when Kurt and Doug wrap up the pieces and parts of how we promote it on social media or what sits on YouTube or the actual episodes itself, even when I post it, I don't listen to what the audio is. I don't know if the audio lines up or not. I trust them 100% that they're doing what they're supposed to. For all I know, they're playing some ignorant rap stuff in the background of every episode. I have no idea. More power to it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Saying that with a huge smile on my face. I know they would never do that to me, but now I've probably given them some good ideas as they edit this, this audio. So they are encouraging me, my team at that point, and it was prior to Doug getting here, just go ahead and start sharing. So I share the first message. Don't remember what it is, but I'm sure it was... Like I said, I know it's, it's notes from when I was meditating. And I'm sure in my meditation, I have a series of notes. I mean, I've been meditating every day for, gosh, almost a year at this point. Come June, it'll be a year. And we're in June. It's literally been a year. Man, time flies. It goes so quick. But in this year, if you meditate every day, that's 365 pages at least of notes to go back and refer to to come up with good quality content. And I'm sure I picked something that was easy and relatable. It wasn't all that raw. I'm sure it was real and I'm sure it was relevant to me in the moment, but it wasn't raw. It wasn't that authentic, like grab your soul stuff. And as I shared with you, it had hit me earlier that I knew I was going to have to jump into the, the more painful stuff. And I knew I had to do that because it came to me during meditation. I knew in my gut and my soul I needed it. I knew it because there were going to be people in the world that would connect with me based off the fact of that I was a fucking asshole. That I too cheated or not to, that I just cheated on every woman I'd been with before. And not that I was proud of it, not that it was a thing of pounding my chest like I'm a great womanizer. No, I was just a weak man afraid of hurting people. I knew there were going to be people that connected with me based off the fact of having a successful business, then having another business fail, and losing every dollar that I had, and having my truck repossessed. I knew that was something that needed to be shared, but I was so petrified of the fact that if I shared it, people were going to judge me, especially people in my social circles here that didn't know that story. You see, I had lied to everybody in my life at that point that that truck was actually sold, that I traded in on a new car because either I couldn't afford the payment or just didn't want it anymore. Whatever bullshit concocted story I came up with, that's what I shared with people. That was the truth that they knew me through. It's all a lie. So as I'm looking at my notes as I get more and more comfortable behind the microphone and the whole setup, I realize there's so much authenticity needed in the world that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to go down this path. And the five-second rule starts applying. Because I'm flipping through my notes and I can remember plain as day before I start talking about cheating on girlfriends and specifically Lindsay, now my wife. I remember looking at it and I know I'd already had a conversation with her weeks and weeks earlier about are you going to be okay with me sharing this painful part of our past? I know I need to, but I need your buy-in. Are you going to be okay with it? Because it is embarrassing for you that you didn't see how big of an asshole I was then or you chose to ignore it. And she said yes. 
And so I had her buy-in, but this was three or four weeks earlier before I recorded the episode. So I'd, every day I would come in and I'd look at my notes and I would see that note and I would skim right past it. I'd get butterflies in my stomach. My throat would get a lump in it. I'd have a dry mouth. My hands would sweat. My underarms would sweat. It was miserable because I knew I was supposed to go down that path. So I'm not going to make up that I knew what day of the week it was, but there's some day in that I sit down inside the office, the lights are on, Doug sits across from me in a chair and says, what's the episode title for today? And I come up with some coy thing about cheating on relationships or some crazy title you can go back and listen to in a previous episode. And in that moment, it's as quick as I can get on the microphone and start recording is all I care about. Because once I release this energy from me, once I own the fact that I did these horrible things to people that I cared about, it loses power. And all I care about in this, at this point in my life is maintaining as much personal power as I'm able to by putting myself in a position day over day to be more powerful than the day before. And not in some egomaniacal way where I'm hoping for world domination, but knowing the fact that if I'm in control of my own life, I have to be present and accounted for every day. I have to be powerful. I have to show up to be powerful for my family for Lyndon Gianna, for the guys in the office, for myself, most importantly, because the world's coming to get me every day. But I know if I go ahead and take the bullets out of the gun and I own the fact I cheated on people and I owe the fact that I've done all this horrible shit, that people can't use it against me. And so as soon as I make the commitment, then it's as fast as I can get the microphone recording I want to start. And I record the episode. And as of right now, if I go back through the statistics in the platform we use to post podcasts, that is my number one downloaded episode. Maybe it's just the world's way of showing me that I was supposed to go down that path. Maybe it's complete happenstance, which I don't believe in, but maybe you do. Or maybe it's just the fact that the world needed to hear that. Maybe there's that many people that know I was an asshole that wanted me to own it on the microphone. Either way, it's out there. And it proved to me that there were 30 plus days of turmoil before then. And then I share a message, a message that was in my heart, that was in my soul, a message I knew needed to come out. And in that it becomes verified by the marketplace, by you guys listening, that it matters. So all this fear that I build up, all this angst, all this energy that I wasted in a 30-day period was eliminated when I spoke into the world. Not only was it eliminated, then I was given more power by the fact that people enjoyed the message. And it became startling to me when I'm reading this in this book this weekend, that if you come up with something in your mind, you have to do it in those first five seconds or you will talk yourself out of it. It's little things. It's, oh, I need to go to the gym, okay? You say that, you wanna to go to the gym, stand up immediately, don't wait. Go get your gym bag. Keep thinking about how positive you're gonna feel when you go to the gym. Take the action immediately to go to the fucking gym. If you give yourself time, something's going to come on TV, your body's going to start feeling tired, you're going to be hungry, the kids are going to need something, there's going to be another reason to not go to the gym. It's going to happen to you. Same thing with your business. You've been waiting forever to launch your new opportunity. You've wanted to be a personal development coach. You've wanted to jump into fitness training. You've wanted to do something for yourself, but you don't. And you come up with a great idea and it's, it's seared in your brain for that second. And you're like, oh man, I'll get back to it and you write yourself a note. That note was not even worth the piece of paper you wrote it on. Because if you don't stand up and take action for that right away, you're not going to get anywhere. And the action doesn't have to be massive. Maybe you just start writing down a business plan. And you paint, the self, you paint yourself the mental image of what that success is going to feel like. 
Not what are you going to, maybe it is what you're going to buy with the money. Just something to start getting your mind going down that path, having you envision that success, having that feeling and emotion attached to the action behind it. Shoot, for all I know, it's your relationship. Maybe in your relationship, you know you should have treated your wife better. You know you should be more present. You know you should take the garbage out, take care of the kids, do whatever it is that she's been asking you to do for a long time. Because men, let's admit it, we're fucking stubborn. Women deserve better than the way we treat them most of the time. So in that, your wife asks you to take out the garbage. The first thing that I say is okay in a minute. It's almost like a pre-canned response. I mean, it's ridiculous. If I said okay and stood up and took it out, it would happen much more quickly. There'd be less, much less turmoil inside my household of her having to ask me two and three times. She's not asking me because I'm not avoiding it because I disrespect her, but that's the message she receives because I'm not doing things the right way. Just taking that five-second rule and applying it to everything it is that you don't really want to do is going to provide massive results for you in the future. We start having these massive results associated with the fact of taking five seconds at a time and just taking action, you'll be amazed at how much more shit you can get done every day. And if you're able to get more shit done, well, obviously then you've already gotten shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.